The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. Happy to be joined by RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and Brandon Lee Gowton from BGN Bleeding Green Nation. We are in a heated debate today because of the video of Drew Brees that is going around on social media that makes it appear as if he has been struck by lightning. It's been a matter of intense debate for the record. If Drew Brees did happen to be struck by lightning, we all hope that he is okay. But also for the record, I don't think this is true at all. Am I alone in this, RJ? Um, well, I don't think it's a heated argument. Um, I think we just heated. all were talking about it. Um, you know, I, I think this is a bit of a straw man argument on your end, something I've been accused of making um, in, mm. in the recent weeks uh, by somebody else on this show. Um, I, I think you're just a, a naturally larger skeptic than most people. I think that's true in a lot of ways, uh, which is a good quality to have. Um, you know, it, it keeps you grounded. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have a reason to believe it wouldn't be true. And even if it wasn't true, um, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you, apparently. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's a marketing ploy. That's all. Okay. Well, we're talking about it, so it worked. Brandon, where do you fall? I, I'm I'm going to give – I think it's weird to say the benefit of the doubt, um, but I'm, I'm going to trust this until proven otherwise. Um, but I guess you're the middleman. I guess uh, I'm not going to be shocked either way, but uh, it's been a electric start to the podcast. Why don't we talk about some actual football news that we do know is real? All right. We'll get to that. But before we you do – like lost over the you. puns I put in there? <laughs> I I think yeah. I think he did. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I thought they were. I rolled my eyes. I don't know if that mm. was obvious. Sorry, you tried to catch lightning in a bottle with some puns. Mm. Oh, we're brought that to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If this is your first experience with the SB Nation NFL show, welcome. I promise it gets smarter some of the time. Uh, we'll be providing breakdowns of everything that's going to happen on Sunday. We'll do our pick three locks of the week. But before we do, gentlemen, there was a game on Thursday Night Football. Bills get their first AFC East win of the year, which is really <laughs> weird to say at this point in the season. They beat the Patriots 24-10. to 10. And even though these Thursday games are not the most competitive, I feel like almost coming out of all of them, there's always this like nugget of news. 
And for this one, it's the fact that Mac Jones on the sideline during the game is screaming at his coaches. I think what he said was they wanted to throw it deeper. The short game stinks, for lack of a better term. He addressed it in the postgame podium after the game. BLG, your reaction to this one? Uh, For the Bills side of it, you know, not surprising. They're they're beating up on an inferior team. Um, they're going to be just fine. They're they're all good. For the Patriots side of it, you stats you hate my troll take, which is like a little bit real that Bill Belichick isn't actually special. Um, but I think Absurd. there's a macro. I, but like I think there's a macro, uh, no pun intended, with Mac Jones. Uh, take to take away from the Patriots as a whole post Brady. I don't think coaching matters. Or it only matters so much. Like if if you don't have the quarterback, it just doesn't. It can't. You know what I mean? The quarterback matter, matters so much more. I think that's what we've learned from uh, the post Tom Brady Patriots. Like, what can Bill Belichick do? Like this this team has a ceiling. I think there's a, there's a a gap in terms of like you know if Belichick was a lesser coach, this team could be a few games under 500. Right now they are 500 with him at six and six. Um, like I, I just think he can only do so much. And I'm not saying that Belichick's hands are washed clean because of that, because he picked Mac Jones and he picked Bailey Zappi and he didn't go out and acquire another quarterback who might've been available, such as let's say, you know, reacquiring Jimmy G or whatever. Um, Like he's made this bed to some extent. I know uh, losing Brady wasn't ideal, but he also played a part in that. I'm sure in terms of the dynamic, not really being tenable there anymore. Uh, So this is the bed they're in. And I think it's kind of, they're, they're just stuck. They're in the middle. I think they kind of need to start over. I mean, people aren't going to like that and they're not going to do that. But I think that for the what's best for them long term is to kind of reset this thing, especially the Bills here for a while and they're a problem and the Dolphins are here for a while and they're a problem and the Jets are kind of on the way up. And I know they they swept the Jets this year. Um, those games were close, or at least the second one was. Uh, so, yeah, I just think the Patriots are kind of just stuck in the middle going nowhere. I, I don't know that there's a real precedent for this. And I don't say that to, to make excuses for the Patriots or their fans, but it's I, I have to imagine it's difficult to kind of compartmentalize what's happening here. Like you go from, you know, they had lightning in a bottle to use your horrible um, pun at the time stats and it's gone. Right. Like, so like, what, what do you do? Like, like, how do you exist? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not just like, you know, like a, a, an era. I mean, it is a, a generation, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's insane to have to move on from this. And so they, they, I feel like to Brandon's point, like they haven't tried to like full start over full rebuild. Mm-hmm. They've, they've kind of tried to like half live half not. And, They're and in so, denial. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you know, it's tough. And and I think that there's this like constant um, inclination, constant desire to get back to that. And I think we saw that when they, they beat the bears on Monday night football and, and the Bailey Zappi thing happens and they come on there booing Mac Jones. Right. Cause it's, it's like, we have to accelerate this. We have, we have to start the, the, the saga over, right? Like, Oh, the, you know, the, the trailer for the new movies out, right? Like let's get to it. And so um, it, it's just very strange and clunky and awkward. And so you, you can't, you can't do it that way. I mean, I, I get the coaching um, point, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Tom Brady has kind of stunk it up. Like, I feel like Tom Brady recaught mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle, obviously, in 2020. And and ever since then, it's just kind of been an example of, you know, maybe things just kind of ran their course for everybody involved. And, and the whole, you know, it was an amazing run. There's no shame in that. Like, just because now people stink and, and aren't as good doesn't make what happened in the past, um, you know, lame or stupid or whatever. But yeah, I mean it's it's awkward and it's it's uncomfortable and it's no longer like it's like we've reached the point where it's not even fun to like bag on them like they're just bad. I mean I just kind of want it to end already. Well, I think too like 
Bill Belichick is not the only coach that has not been as good without his Hall of Fame quarterback. Go look at Chuck Knoll's record without Terry Bradshaw. It's not very good at all. Kyle Shanahan without Jimmy G, right? Or any of his starting quarterbacks. Um, (laughs) But I still think Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. I think that Belichick is a below-average general manager. And I think that's the biggest advantage that Brady gave him is that Brady was so damn good. They could overcome some of those misses by Belichick as a GM. But Patriots are six and six. How about this from Kendrick Bourne after the game? Remember, all we talked about before the year was what are the Patriots doing? Josh McDaniels is gone. They're giving the offense to Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, which still sounds weird. Here's Kendrick Bourne after the game. He was asked, do the Patriots need to play different on third down? Which, by the way, they were three of 12 on third down. Born quote, yeah, man, we need to scheme up better. We need to know what they're doing. We need to know what they want to do on third down. They call this and we call that, and it falls right into what they want. That is a massive indictment of the coaching staff. I'm sure Belichick's going to be thrilled with that. Well, I mean, I I think getting lost in the neat, like in the weeds and the nitty gritty of this game is like wrong you know for the Patriots hands to take away like it's like what they're the things that wrong with them are so much more about this game but to this point about Belichick like these were awful hires they really like how how can you honestly sit down and be like these were the best candidates in the entire league for this job really these were the best candidates out of everyone they were the (laughs) the best they they only got hired because they knew Bill Belichick they were were formerly there it's recycling that's all it is like like right now that the Patriots are kings of like um, like I didn't watch it yesterday at a protest, but I saw the, the trailer for the new Indiana Jones movie came out. It's like this is so clearly going to be terrible. Like we don't need, you know, we don't need this. I did see earlier in the week. Um, did you guys see the trailer for um, that nighty show, which is like the spinoff of that? Set? It's like their children. It's like we don't need this. You know what I mean? Like the Patriots are just like kings <laughs> of the remix right now. Like we'll just bring back all the coaches. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. bring back Charlie Wise. You're gonna you know like at this point, like what's what's going on? Like you can't just like recapture the magic over and over and over again. That was a weird. I did not think we were going to get to Charlie Weiss on the show. Um, okay. So Patriots 500 bills get the win. Are you like feeling good about the bills again? BLJ? I know people were kind of like, Hey, maybe they're not as good. They look kind of sketchy. You feel like, Nope, the bills are who we thought. Or do you still think that maybe there's some doubt there? No, I mean, I've never really lost faith in them in a big way. I mean, what, they still lead the league in point differential. They're up there in DVOA. I mean, they're a really good team. They've lost a, a couple games that were close. Um, but no, no, no real reason to worry about them to me. Um, yeah, I, I didn't learn a lot about them really, I guess, in, in, against the Patriots last night, other than like, it's nice that the running game can get going and that's a nice compliment to them. Um, but uh, no major big picture takeaway for me. Um, I don't have a, like a, a strong, you know, difference of opinion on the bills, but I remain convicted that Josh Allen, like he's his recklessness is part of his magic. I mean, we've used the word magic a lot, but like it, it is also like recklessness. Like he is physically reckless with his body. Like that, that just cannot hold up and like respect dude, like sacrificing yourself, like on it, like all the stuff. But like, that is just, that is so much wear and tear. I saw, or I heard him, excuse me, um, talk about this run um, that the bills have been on, on Kyle Brandt's podcast um, about going Thanksgiving to Thursday night football. The Cowboys have done that a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm used to it personally. I'm at the physical wear and tear, but it's it's a little bit of a gauntlet, like going mm-hmm. Sunday to Thursday to Thursday. Um, it's just it's a teeny teeny. That's teeny on bit Wednesdays, different. RJ. What is the gauntlet? Got him. 
anyway um it it's a different you know it like it's their first sort of breath you know what i mean since you know since the the snowstorm right because the snowstorm sent them from buffalo to detroit and then it's quick turnaround for thanksgiving no real chance to to breathe and you got to go right into kind of game planning for the next week for this new england game on the road um so i'm interested to see what they look like after a week and a half's worth of rest um but yeah i I think josh allen at some point is going to have to be just a little bit more guarded with his body can i say this though like nope. maybe he's maybe he's not like not every quarterback has to play for their team for 20 years. Maybe Josh Allen only has a 10 year career with the Buffalo Bills, because if you take that away from him, RJ, sure. he's not Josh Allen. He's well, not he was, the same. He was likened to Cam Newton. Like, that's the same. That's kind of what it feels like. Right. Like he's, right. he's Cam just like this unstoppable monster while he's in his prime. Yeah. But what's wrong with like if I ran a team, I'd be like, great, I'll take that. I'll take that career. We'll find another guy. Like, I, I don't know. I think that you just have to let him be who he is because if you try to change that, he's not going to be as good. And then what is the point of having Josh Allen? That's fair. Last thing I'll say about the bills is they have two divisional games coming up right after this one. Uh, so they get the jets. They'll host them on Sunday next week, and then they'll host the dolphins. So two really big games coming up in the AFC East still. Pick me! One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, we're going to take a quick break and preview all the games. But before we do that, it's time for our pick three, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gentlemen, our week 12 locks of the week, largely successful. BLG had the Dolphins over the Texans, minus 13 and a half. I had the Commanders minus four over the Falcons. Those are both wins. RJ had the Packers plus seven over the Eagles. That is a push. But for us, that's a pretty good showing. BLG, you are still firmly in the lead at eight and four. RJ is five, five and two. And I am three, seven and two, even with the win. (laughs) Ugh. No pushes for Brandon. That's kind of impressive that he's, you know, been, you know, one way or the other. You and I have Mm -hmm. four between us, Dad. So, I mean, at least BLG is keeping the records clean. Yeah, clearly you're better at this than we are. So you have honors this week, Brandon. Where are you going? Well, I also not push this week because I'm once again taking a line that has a half point in it. uh, Unless somehow there is a half point scored, which I'm not counting on it. Uh, RJ got very lucky last week with the half point because the the Titans were uh, six and a half underdogs sorry packers uh before the game but that line was fluctuating so we got it in anyway uh i'm gonna stick in the nfc east for my pick and i am going to take the washington commanders at two and a half on the road against the new york football giants giants are primed to collapse out of the playoff picture here um saquon has not been the same player the last six games that he was earlier this year and that's a big deal for them and i think there's different reasons why that's the case in part because the giants are so banged up with their receiving core and everything that's probably easier for defenses to focus on him uh but yeah we just haven't seen the same saquon that we did earlier this year and that's critical <laughs> to them to be able to win and then even if he is playing well washington defenses as well and they can they are very stout against the run, obviously, with Jonathan Allen uh, up front So and Deron Payne. So I really think that uh, this is a good matchup for the Commanders. I mean, they won six of their last seven. They have their identity. They play ball control offense. Their defense is heating up. 
might get Chase Young back here. So uh, I think the Giants are just too banged up. And I think we're kind of seeing about uh, how they were due for these losses after kind of overachieving early in the season. Uh, I will take the Commanders. I like that two and a half. I think this could be, you know, field goal game, um, but I think they can cover. RJ? It's um, me. I'm last. Clearly, I'm last. At well, this. I, but you you won last week. I didn't. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I, I didn't know, know what direction we we're going to go. Uh, for me, um, the LA Chargers are a very interesting team. Um, they have a very interesting level of support. Um, they have some results that support that support. Um, their signature win this season, arguably, came against a team that we all believe to be frauds in the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so not exactly a lot to hang your hat on. And I'm not exactly hanging my hat on the Las Vegas Raiders, but they are a weird team. Like the Raiders are <laughs> um, fun and weird. And kind of how, um, to your point, Brandon, about the Giants being somewhat fraudulent, how we talked about how there were all sorts of things and data points to suggest that they were playing a little bit above expectation. The Raiders have been playing a little bit below expectation in, in a measurable sense. Um, and so you can kind of see that working against the Chargers. I cannot believe that I'm only, I'm getting a point um, here. So almost a straight up pick them between the Raiders and Chargers. Um, not, not the most confident, you know, lock of the week I've ever had, but I could totally see it. I could totally see the Chargers kind of flailing and coming down after a big win and the Raiders riding this weird just the Raiders to me are if you guys have ever played a video game I make this reference a lot and you have to like focus on something but your your vision's kind of blurred but if you like crystallize your focus you'll lose the the nirvana that you're in so the Raiders are like living fully in the nirvana right now um I like them this week against the Chargers I'm gonna go a different route I'm gonna go with I thought some might pick well we'll get into the game later in the show Mm -hmm. I don't want to do a whole thing here we're in the middle of something mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with and it pains me to say it the seattle seahawks minus seven over the rams mm. this isn't a i don't have a ton of confidence in the seahawks but the rams are just a shell of themselves no matthew stafford no cooper cup no aaron donald who's missing his first career game because of injury like who is playing for the rams i don't know if i could name anybody is bobby wagner still out there for them like they just they're not it this year it's a lost season the seahawks need to win this game like, this is a must-win game for them. So, it's a, I know it's a bigger spread, but I just think that the Rams, don't have, I think they're packing it in this year, honest to God. So, I'll take the Seahawks, and I will give the seven points. Those are our locks of the week. For the same game parlay, RJ messed it up this week. BLG had the Dolphins over 27 and a half. I had two over 274 and a half passing yards. We did our part, Brandon. RJ had Rex Burkhead as an anytime mm. touchdown scorer. That blew the parlay for you, so we're sorry about that. I lead the standings in this amazingly wow. at 500. I am six and six. BLG is five and seven. RJ is four and eight. So, as we look ahead to this week, Colts and Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. I'm leading this one off. I'm taking Ceedee Lamb under 69 and a half receiving yards, and I hate taking unders. I never feel good about it, but. The Colts are actually pretty good against opposing wide receivers. They've allowed the third fewest catches to receivers this year and the fewest yards of any team in the NFL. So I'm trying to get a little sneaky, maybe a little cute this week. Clearly, CeeDee Lamb is the Cowboys' number one target. The Colts are going to be totally focused on stopping him. So I'll go CeeDee Lamb under 69 and a half receiving yards. Why are you shaking your head, RJ? 
Danny Moore's out in this game for the Colts. Like, they're depleted. The, I, the only logical argument you can make in my mind is that um, the Cowboys are going to be up so much that, you know, they'll kind of pull off, call off the dog sort of thing. But uh, but I don't want to take away Brandon's honors. He's ahead of me in the standings, so he's up. But I just did want to stay on the subject of the standings. This is a team game. We're 0-12 together all yeah, of us we that did is not true. hit a single single game parlay that's not good we need we need to get <laughs> if we don't get one before the season ends i mean something has to happen um yeah i agree so we, we, we will await some kind of punishment um all right so i am taking the under on the colts point total this week at 14 and a half points offense doesn't really score much guys <laughs> they're uh second to last tied for second to last in the nfl uh with houston for just 16 offensive points per game and the cowboys defense has obviously played well uh, only allowing tied for third 17.2 points per game offensive points per game so i mean it's that simple i just think that this is a really bad matchup for the colts and that their offensive line is not good and the Cowboys have a pass rush, especially with Mikey Parsons, that's going to be able to get after Matt Ryan and I think ultimately limit what this not-so-great offense can do. I know the Cowboys have had some issues with run defense, um, and Jonathan Taylor is there, but I'm not really buying that as a major concern. I think the game script, too, will force the uh, Colts into a situation where they can't really afford to run the ball too much. So I will take the under on the Colts' point total at 14-and-a-half. Mm. Um, for me, it comes down to reading the Cowboys and what they like to do. Uh, they love 13 personnel, which I know the Eagles coaching staff loves, despite um, Eagles fans hating it. But the Cowboys love their tight ends. They have three of them that they are obviously very proud of. Two of them, rookies in Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot. Peyton Hendershot was the one who scored on um, on the, you know, sort of uh, cute little reverse at the end of uh, last week's game against the Giants and everybody jumped in the kettle blah 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 but Jake Ferguson is the one outside of Dalton Schultz who's had the more success or more success rather um, through the air so I'm taking any time touchdown score Jake mm. Ferguson at plus 1300 Jeez. especially if this game does get a little bit out of hand right like if, if you know Dalton Schultz is somebody who's coming back from injury who's been playing very well the Cowboys are being a little bit careful with him not necessarily utilizing him a lot again they are the most successful team in the NFL uh, from a production standpoint, in 13 personnel. They like to do this a lot. So Jake Ferguson is somebody who can benefit from that. It's a bit of a swing, you know what I mean? But look, it's it's Christmas time, right? Let's have some fun. Let's, let's hang the lights and sing the songs. I know Stats loves that. And so uh, Jake Ferguson, anytime touchdown score. I do. I know. I said that. Those are literally the words that I said. Uh, so so uh, Jake Ferguson, plus 1,300, um, you know, it's a single game parlay. We got to hit them all, but we also want to hit some big ones. You know, we're, it's it's Christmas time. We want to be, you have all that money for all that shopping you got to do. My mom likes to say, don't they all have tight ends? <laughs> I just want to point out, we're talking about, oh, we really got to hit one of these same game parlays. And RJ's bet yeah. is plus 1300. But Jake Ferguson has scored. It's not like, and so, so had Rex Burkhead. I mean, Jake Ferguson is an option for them when they get down near the goal line. That's again, they love to use 13 personnel. This isn't like the second tight end on a team that doesn't utilize that package a ton. The Cowboys use it more than anybody in the NFL. So the odds of this are not necessarily totally indicative of who the Cowboys are. BLG's bet plus 100, which means bet $100, win $100. My bet plus 100, bet 100, win 100. RJ's bet plus 1300, bet $100, win 1300. If there's one thing we know about Vegas, they are known for getting these odds wrong and losing money. So if just for perspective, because I just put this parlay in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, to see what, you know, like it would be if you bet on this. If I bet $10, I would win $460. (laughs) 
Thanks, so RJ. There you go. If we did hit so, what, what, wouldn't this be an amazing first hit? Like, sure. come on, let's let's have some fun. Believe, yeah. guys, believe in something for once. All right, we will. Let's good luck to you. Here. We'll try. And by the way, take Seth, a- sorry on the subject of believing in things. Uh, ESPN's Catherine Terrell tweeted out that she texted Drew Brees and that he did not get struck by lightning. Oh, <laughs> imagine that! <laughs> what a shock! Breaking Wow, no pun intended on the shock. You missed it. Drew Brees not struck by lightning. What are the odds? Oh, actually, turns out plus thirteen hundred are the odds. Actually, <laughs> pretty a lot better than that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will preview every game on Sunday slate. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we are going to give you our thoughts on all the week's games, unless one of us gets zapped. If that happens, no analysis can be offered by that person. You can only give your pick for the game. There it Drew is. Drew Brees did not get zapped. We yeah. found out. Hopefully that's the that's, last wait, time we mentioned it. I didn't even it. think about that. <laughs> did we make this happen? Did we, we make, make Bailey Zappy happen? The fake thing happened. Did we, make the, did we inspire the fake video? Well, we've authored a lot of things, man. We are the originators of the NFC beast um, and NFC least. Uh, Bailey Zappi changed his well, name for us. We as in you and me and then NFC. Right. Stats wasn't stats, a part of that. Yeah. Stats, stats isn't a part of that special project. Yeah, I don't want a part of your stupid fake thing. Uh, all right. Can we start? Let's go through the games here. We got a lot of good games this week, believe it or not. I feel like we've had a couple of down weeks in the schedule where there's been like one or two. This week, it's kind of loaded. Mm. We'll start in Philly. Titans coming to town. Mm. Eagles favored by four and a half. It's the A.J. Brown revenge game, BLG. Yeah, this started at six and a half. So this has gone down in the Titans' favor. Um, I think taking the points here is a pretty smart play from a standpoint that I think it's going to be a tough game, a low-scoring game, as many Titans games have been really since their bye week. Um, Haven't allowed an opponent to go over 20 points since week six. Uh, There was the one overtime game they played against the Chiefs. That was one of them. And then they just lost to the Bengals. Um, so those were the two right there. Uh, and both of those te- teams quarterbacked by like MVP candidates in Magic Holmes and Joe Burrow. So uh, pretty good defense overall. Of course, the Eagles have their own MVP candidate. Um, I do think the A.J. Brown uh, revenge game is relevant. The Titans are allowing for as as good as their defense has been. Do have a bit of a weakness in the secondary at corner. Uh, they are allowing the second most fantasy football points to wide receivers this season. So it would not be shocking if A.J. Brown kind of had a big game and i think he's primed for that uh it's gonna be a tough grinded out kind of game everyone's gonna be like oh how are the eagles gonna stop derrick henry because they've had some struggles against the run that was apparent uh against aj Dillon on sunday night football ultimately uh for all of the things that the titans have going for them 
you look at their schedule, who have they really beaten? And their offense has only gone over 20 points, I believe, once since that bye, that week six bye that I mentioned. That was against the Packers, who the Eagles just beat. So I think the Eagles win, uh, but I will take the four and a half points. I think the Packers cover. Sorry, the Titans cover. I took the points um, on the NFC's mixtape when we previewed this game. Um, I don't remember if it was six and a half then, but certainly if it had been, I definitely would have taken it. I'm taking it at four and a half. But, um, I mean, everything Brandon said is kind of the, the surface level analysis of this game. Is Derek, is Derek, <laughs> no, no, mean? no, no. But, like, I, I didn't mean that. Like, I, I meant he <laughs> covered. No, 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 no. I didn't mean like, to roast you. No, 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 no. I, I meant, like, he took all the surface level and then some. Like, that was kind of my point. Uh, because the big like, talking points. Not yeah, th- yeah, that's comes, not better. <laughs> No, but this comes down to like Derrick Henry, right? Like, can the Eagles stop him? Like, can the Eagles defend the run? Can can their thirty-year-old defensive tackles, you know, uh, help out and mitigate the damage that he's going to do? You could kind of see it, I think. Like, if if you play this game out in your head, like the way this story unfolds, you could kind of see like AJ Brown having like a big fantasy day, right? And the Eagles mm-hmm. losing, and so it's like this big like I got him, but we didn't get him sort of thing. Um, I picked the Eagles to win, but the Titans obviously um, to to cover. Um, I do think it's very interesting. Before we get your pick stats, because I'm very anxious to hear it, Brandon, on the gauntlet this week, um, Stats, Justice, and Kyle discussed whether or not Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback the Eagles have faced this season. Mm-hmm. Is Ryan Tannehill the best quarterback? In terms of who the quarterbacks are this year, is he the best quarterback that they will face this season? Yeah, I think you can make the argument, considering that Rodgers you know, has the broken thumb. And, and the cousin got, of disrespect that you like to give, right? Got further hurt in the game, too, with a, like, you know, like a rib injury or whatever it was. Uh, I will note, by the way, you mentioned the 30-year-old defensive tackles. Uh, looks like Jordan Davis might be back for this game, which is really big because he's one of the Eagles' best uh, run defenders that the Eagles have. Not that they had, like, amazing run defense with him, but it was certainly better and has been worse without him. So that's something to consider as well. Mm. Okay. Well, um, I'm picking the Eagles to win, taking the points. But as I understand it, stats, you might need to put on a coat. Why? Well, if you read the SB Nation NFL Expert Picks article that goes out every week on SBNation.com, you would see that Brandon took the Eagles, I took the Eagles, and that you did not. Um, so that would mean that you're going a certain place, but I don't want to give the sound effect drop indication. Oh, there it is. The ice box. Winter is coming. I'm in the ice box. In Hold fact, approaching the ice box stats. Here's the thing. I was very close to being in last for the SP Nation writer picks last week. I've already been last once this year, so I'm trying to maybe go against the grain a little bit in the hopes that I can sort of avoid that because I don't want to have to send out another tweet that just sets fire to my mentions. So I did pick the Titans in that. But for the purposes of this show, I think I got to go with you guys. Yeah. Well, but you you talked again like in the sub in the discussion you guys had about the Eagles on the gauntlet. Um, at the very end of it, Justice and, and KP talked about how they're out on the Eagles. How, how they, in fact, Kyle's line was something like um, that he was reconciling that that he no longer believes in them, and you said you agreed. And so, like, where does that said, take that BLG? Yeah, you actually said that specifically. <laughs> yeah, for because he said it, not because I agreed. I don't know, Brandon. I, you I'm did not say you to, agree. You added on, and I agree. It's, it seems like Stats is kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth here, especially Stats, with the, who the is picks your pick? in different places. Make your pick. What is your real pick? I think the Eagles are going to win, but I think that they're not going to cover. Okay. So I'll take the Titans and the points. And I think right. it's the kind of game where if the Eagles win close, people will be like, mm, I don't know about the Eagles. That'll be the chatter that's this week. That's not fair. If that is, that's not fair. I mean, the Titans are tough. Like Even the I teams agree. they play that aren't good, it's always a close game pretty much, no matter what. Like It's a tough, grinded out kind of game. So if the Eagles win this game, it's a good win, no matter how. If they win by one point, if they win by 20 points, it's a good win. Staying in the NFC beast? 
We'll go Commanders in New York or Jersey, I guess, to take on the Giants. Giants are getting points, even though they are the home team in this matchup, RJ. Do you think Taylor Heineke keeps the magic going? Yeah, this is a tough time uh, for the Giants. Obviously, their their schedule coming up is, um, you know, tough scene uh, for them. The Commanders have their bye after this game, as I'm sure you know, Stats. Um, and afterwards, they will play the Giants again, which is really stupid. This should never happen. Um, the Commanders <laughs> are in the middle of this insane run. They have won six of their last seven games, and that one loss um, was the comeback we should give the Vikings credit for um, that, that happened. Obviously, um, no purple um, yeah, Jordans for Taylor Heineke. In that sense, I do kind of think the Commanders are due. Like, I think the, the Giants have, have suffered their, I don't want to say like their regression is over, but they are still the good football team. They're they're dealing and have been dealing with a ton of injuries. They were missing three of their five offensive linemen last week on Thanksgiving Day. They got a week and a half. It seems like all three of them are going to be back for this game. I, I'm taking the Giants to win this game. Um, and so if you're giving me points, I mean, all, all the reason um, to do so. But, um, and I, I still think the Commanders are a very good team. Like, this is a really good game. I, I haven't been this excited to watch a, a Cal, or excuse me, a New York Washington game as a Cowboys <laughs> fan um, in a very, very long time. Um, I, I do, I, I think this is the Giants' day. Um, I, I think they ultimately wind up splitting these two games, though. Um, obviously, that's kind of a, a fence riding sort of answer. I know Brandon took the Commanders, obviously, but man, I just, the, the Giants. I, I th- I'm very interested to see if Brian Dable can kind of stop this skid. Cause I think we all think he's a head coach who's able to do that. I think they're so banged up. Um, it's tough. Uh, they might be listen- missing their starting left guard. Shane Lemieux hasn't practiced this week. Uh, Dory Jackson's still not practicing among all the other players they're missing. The receiving core is like Darius Slayton and no one else. Um, they, they don't have anything really going for them. Saquon again has not been the same player. I think Washington matches up well in terms of their ability to stop the run anyway and force Daniel Jones to throw a lot. And that is just not a formula for success really for the Giants. So um, I can see it being a competitive game for sure. I mean, I don't think these teams are necessarily like night and day far apart, but uh, I think Washington very much has their identity right now. And the Giants do not have their identity that they had earlier this season. So I think that's what I'm going to lean with. And, uh, you know, six of the last seven, some of that is one score game. Some of it's fortunate. Um, but I, I do think there's something to Washington believing in themselves too. Whereas the giants from a vibe perspective might be like, Oh no, like we're kind of here. Things are kind of going the wrong way. And that's what I meant about Dable. Like, cause you're right. Like it's, it's about to fall, right? Like you're about to take that, that Jenga piece out. Like, can he protect them? Because they're not a t- an organization that's been able to stop that. I can't remember the exact number, but at one point earlier this year, Kyle Shanahan talked about how it takes around 10 weeks or so before there's enough film on a team to really get a sense of what they're doing this season. And the Giants have kind of hit that mark. And I just think maybe we're at the point now where Brian Dable caught some people from, you know, by surprise earlier this year. And they were like, damn, we didn't expect this. The Giants are doing some different things and they were able to pull out some wins. And now maybe we've just gotten to a point where teams have a good handle on what Dable is trying to do and they know how to counter it. And the Giants just don't have the talent to overcome that. I don't mean it as a knock on Brian Dable, like he's doing the best he can with what he has. But I think maybe just sort of the clock has struck midnight on them. I'll take the commanders. I'll give the points. Taylor Heineke's playing well. And yeah, I just think that they have a better team than the New York Giants. RJ is pretending like he's in the Don't do it. In the cold. All right, I'm next just, game. I know where I'm at. That's all I'll say. Oh no. Fun fact about the icebox. Winter is coming. I'm in the icebox. Just the I fact love this. 
the ASMR of the snow, uh, that's you know, the steps in the snow. That is a nice, mm-hmm. like, a little satisfying. Steven's show. a goat. Yeah. Let's head to Minnesota. Speaking of snow, Jets coming to town. Vikings giving three points. This has all of a sudden become a much better game than I thought it was going to be. BLG, you going with Gang Green or the Purple People Eaters? Mm, I would not bet this game if uh, I could avoid it, but since I have to make a pick, um, I guess I'll take the Vikings. I'm not fully ready to buy into. I, I do buy that the Jets are a better team with Mike White for Mike White for sure because I think at the very least he can be a win with guy, whereas Zach Wilson very much a win in spite of guy. <laughs> um, so, but you know, it's it's hard to make too much of the one week against like a depleted Bears team. Um, this is still the same Mike White who threw four interceptions in his last start before last week. Um, so it, I, I don't have unequivocal in faith in him just yet. I'm also not super high on the Vikings and think they're due for some losses. Um, but I, I just don't know fully what to make of the Jets yet, where I, at least I think I know some things about the Vikings. Although, Sauce Gardner against Justin Jefferson, I mean, what a matchup that's going to be. And to, to totally be able to erase him could certainly have some big ramifications on that uh, Vikings offense. This is a big game for the Jets in terms of the Kirk Cousins litmus test. Because typically <laughs> he beats the good team, or sorry, beats the bad teams and loses to the good ones. So if the Jets are a good team, they will be able to beat him, and that will say a lot. Um, but right now, I don't think they deserve that benefit of the doubt. So I'll lean with the pack, uh, the Vikings here. I keep saying Cousins for every game. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins won in primetime last week, but gets no credit for it. But had he lost, the Kirk Cousins and everyone's in primetime thing would have been perpetuated. Um, the Vikings bounced back. That was a really impressive performance. Like very quickly after they got blasted by the Cowboys, um, they kind of manhandled the Patriots. And again, get absolutely no credit for it. I, I think you're right, Brandon. I think this could be like the defensive rookie of the year game for Sauce Gardner. I think he's like, you know, certainly the leader in the clubhouse. But um, but this this is like a statement. If you can kind of go toe to toe with Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah, I like the Vikings in this game. Literally, as you brought this game up, stats, Robert Sala said Michael Carter is doubtful mm-hmm. uh, for Sunday. Not that that's like shocking. Um, I did want to say Brandon's Grogu hat. It what like the angle we see, it kind of looks like the Jets logo. Um, like like the plain um how jet. like the way when when your head is up, like when you're not looking that way, like like no, that's too far down. Like uh, when you're at normal level, it just seeing the ear kind of RJ, looks, there's uh, no that is not true in any stats. I was just stuck by lightning. Please uh give me your thoughts and, and <laughs> I have no um, idea. But, <laughs> but um yeah, I like the Vikings in this game. Um, I, I think the Vikings are a little bit underrated, a little bit disrespected. They get no pop. Like, I understand thinking they're not the like, most formidable team in the history of the NFL, but they get no credit for what they've done so far. It's okay to give them some credit. It's totally fine, I promise. I actually saw a really good retweet from our friends over at the Daily Norseman, our Minnesota Vikings community here at SB Nation. And I think it's fair. They, they have a chip on their shoulder, clearly. And according to Pro Football Focus, the Vikings have played the ninth hardest schedule so far, and they are, of course, nine and two. Teams so that have had were against really good teams, to be fair. But, yeah. Teams that have had an easier schedule so far: the 49ers, 32nd; the Eagles, 29th; the Cowboys, 22nd; the Dolphins, 20th; and the Chiefs, 15th. And as the tweet says, the Vikings seem to be the only fraudulent team. That's that's a fair point if you're a Vikings fan. Uh, that said, I still don't think they are as good as their record, but I am going to take them to win this game and I'll give the points. The Jets have a very good defense. I don't know why we all have to decide on Mike White like right now. Like last week, you had to decide if he was a franchise quarterback or not. Like the dudes had four starts. Like let, let's just wait and see. I'm not going to make a decision on him if he throws four picks or four touchdowns on Sunday, but the Vikings have the better team. 
even if Sauce Gardner is all over Justin Jefferson and completely takes him out of the game, the Vikings have other weapons. The Jets have no weapons. The Jets are showing up with fake weapons here. I'll take Minnesota. Well, why are you making a face, RJ? Why are they fake weapons? Because they have nothing. Who's who's the biggest? If you're Minnesota right now, you wake up and you're like, we have to stop who on the Jets? I mean, Garrett Wilson's very good. I mean, Elijah Moore, like who who woke up? I mean, like, you know, let's like let's give them some respect. I yeah, mean, I'm that... staying up all night worrying about Elijah Moore. Stats, you just tweeted like last week that like, Garrett Wilson is really good. Wow, this is a really bad yeah. episode for stats and his receipts. If Jeez. that's your best weapon. That's your fastball. That's a really good weapon to have. Do you think what well, the Giants would kill for Garrett Wilson right now? Like, oh, that's I, a, okay, the Giants, another bottom of the roster team, or bottom of the man. league roster. The Giants would kill for like I don't know, um, Kendrick Bourne right now. <laughs> right. Wow, that was Stats's guy a long time ago. Garrett Wilson has fifty-seven yards a game. That's keeping you up. That's yeah. your best guy. That's your best guy. Okay, so because they don't have Justin Jefferson, they're losers. They don't have anybody. That's not true. Like, again, like to say they don't have right. anybody is Let's move true. on. BLG getting a little mad. All right, here we go. Browns, <laughs> Texans. Texans plus seven. This is the return of Deshaun Watson, who, in case you forgot, mm. was sued by more than 30 women for sexual assault. And every time we mention Deshaun Watson, mm -hmm. that should be said in full, not sanitized, not downplayed. Every single time his name comes up, it should be mentioned, and it's not sure. going to be, so I'm going to do it. Okay. You should. Yeah, it's a relevant part. It's a, it's a big reason. It is the reason why he missed the first, what, 12 games of this season. Uh, I did say – And he missed the, the previous season because he right. wanted out. Like, like there's, like, you know, petulance with the Texans gets overlooked as well as a part of all this. For sure. Uh, the Browns really needed to beat the Bucks. is what I said last week, to kind of have any shot of a – it's still an unlikely playoff run, but to keep like their playoff hopes on like life support at all, as opposed to being dead, they had to beat the Bucks. They did, uh, to the credit of that team. Obviously, everyone's going to be rooting against them, but I mean, the Texans are terrible. <laughs> Down thirty to zero on the Dolphins before the Dolphins. Dolphins benched their starters like I don't even. I think like halfway through the third, or, or yeah. even earlier than that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that was not a competitive game at all. Uh, even though the final score says thirty to fifteen. Texans are the worst team in the league. They're just, they're so, they're bad. Um, they don't have much going for them. They're also, I think they're, they're playing the most rookies. So there is some hope for the future. Uh, they, I believe they'll lead the NFL in rookie snaps played and by a decent amount too. And obviously um, they're going to have probably number one overall in the 2023 NFL draft. I don't know about that other pick being a top 10 pick because the Browns might win some games at the end of the season that might get a little uh, worse for them. But uh, I think they are going to lose this game and lose this game. Uh, well, I'll, I'll put the Browns are going to win comfortably. So I'll take the Browns minus seven. It's interesting how many games we've had this season or and still will have um, between teams where one owned the other's first round pick. We had Denver, Seattle at the very beginning. We have Houston, Cleveland now. We'll have Philly, New Orleans um, yep. down the stretch. Um, so just, you know, kind of a funny, you know, little wrinkle here. Um I would love to, to take the Texans and believe that it was possible in a football sense because I, I really want them to win. I think I speak for all of us. We're all rooting for the Texans and rooting against the Browns. Um, I think it's really gross and really disgusting how the NFL set this up, how like this is a story now, like Deshaun's return, his first game back. Like it is all gross. I mean, we've 
said that and covered it. And I don't, I don't want to get like, um, you know, beleaguered to that point, to your point stats. I mean, it should all be said and, and reset every single time because of what the Browns and the NFL have, um, through their own actions corroborated or not corroborated, but, but, you know, been fine with been, been okay with. Um, but to Brandon's point, it's just, it's just too steep of a hill for the Texans as a football team. Um, it's just, it's, it seems impossible. It's, it's really difficult to imagine them winning another game. Um, to be honest, it, it's amazing that they want a game. I mean, it's amazing that they tied a game, even against the fraud Colts. I mean, this is one of the worst teams I have ever seen. Um, and I, I think that, you know, we're, we're sort of like right now, not paying attention to the Texans, but if and when they fire Lovey Smith, it's going to highlight again, like further dysfunction within that organization. Like is Josh McCown going to be their coach? Like is Jeff Saturday, the, like, you know, the blueprint for that, um, I guess, but um, it, it's, it's a shame, but um, yeah, I, I think the Browns cover and win. So here's the, the Texans remaining schedule. Do they win a game? Uh, Browns this week? No. Cowboys no. next week? Obviously not. No. Chiefs? No. No. Titans? No. no, Jags in Houston, no. and then they end the year with the Colts in Indy. Maybe no. that last year. No, okay. and, that, last week. and that that win will serve as the like they won for Jeff Saturday. You know what I mean? Like it will be their like you know their exclamation point at the end of the season. But I said this on Monday Football Monday. Who were the first three, Brandon? After this week, it's um, Dallas, Kansas City, Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. The Texans are going. All they are is they're going to be a number. Like that's that's all they are at this point. They are a number for Dallas, Kansas City, and Tennessee. Talking like survivor and, terms over here, right? But like that's what they are. Like I mean, the yeah. the, the math of of this season and how it's going to play out in, in conference standings and playoff mm-hmm. seedings. Like that's all the Texans exist for right now is to inflate even Jacksonville. Like you know, if if you really believe, like they are all they exist is to prop up other teams that they're playing down the stretch. I'm going to take the Texans in the points. I'm going to wow. pick against the Browns Good every single game. I hope Deshaun Watson never wins another football game for the rest of his life. And the fact that his money is guaranteed absolutely makes me want to throw up. He should never be back in the NFL. I'll that's I will that's it. He's tainted for me sure. forever. Next up, Broncos, Ravens, Ravens giving eight and a half points, which shows you just how dysfunctional and broken the Broncos are because Baltimore's offense doesn't look like it has its stuff together at all, RJ. I have thoughts um, on both sides of this. Um, I'm really scared about my Ravens. Like, I'm a little bit nervous. Mm. Um, you know, it's mm. it's a tough, tough look. I mean, well, look, we, we say all the time that, like, information evolves and gives us opportunity to evaluate and assess. And it's not just that they sure. lost to the Jaguars. They struggled so badly two weeks ago against the Panthers. So, like, I, I'm totally taking the points here. I, I think the Ravens will win. I'm taking the points because the Ravens have given me and us no indication that they can cover a line this big. We have not seen their, like, offense be awake since, what, the Sunday night win over Cincinnati? I mean, it's it's been a long time, and I'm I, I every time I see them struggle, I tell myself like they don't they shouldn't be this bad. They have offensive weapons that that are better than this. But now I'm kind of reconciling that and saying like, are they better than this? Like, can can they really return to that? Like, have have we seen the peak of them? Is the peak in the rearview mirror? Um, I am very concerned about the Ravens long term. I think they're a playoff team, uh, but I don't know that I even believe they're going to win this division. Cincinnati's coming. I mean, yeah. like it's it's hard to really trust the Ravens right now. On the Broncos side of things, look, we've all had our fun um, with, with <laughs> Russell Wilson. I just wanted to say this: oh, no. um, I think we like 
it's no longer fun to to like make fun of the situation. The birthday party thing was ridiculous. I cannot believe that became a story. Um, it, to, like that doesn't become the story it is if they're not this bad. Like we're now just looking for reasons to dunk on them. Like we, we don't have to. It's like Seth. I think I've told this before. I think about what you said all the time. How you said we don't have to invent reasons to to give Patrick Mahomes props. We don't have to invent reasons to bag on the Broncos. There are more than enough on the field. They are terrible. They are dysfunctional. They're probably going to fire Nathaniel Hackett. They are doomed for the next handful of years. Because because of their arrogance and narcissism behind trading for Russell Wilson and giving him the contract that they did. But all those things don't mean that we have to look even further down the rabbit hole to find like, oh, well, only only 23 dudes went to his birthday party. Like, that's silly to me. <laughs> Is the Russell Wilson trade the worst trade in NFL history? <laughs> no, because Herschel Walker exists. Okay, but, but like, you know what I mean? It's, like, It's the worst trade in the last 20 years, easily. Is it top 10? Is it top 5? You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's not looking good. It's 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 really bad. And it's not like you know. Sometimes there are trades where it's like, okay, you gave up way too much, and it's bad, but you can kind of move on quickly afterward, and kind of you know whatever. It didn't last. Like no, this is lasting. This is a this is a lasting bad decision. Um, and really, the only hope is firing the coach and hoping a new coach makes a difference. But I think that is uh, foolhardy at best. Yeah, Broncos vibes are so bad that I can't pick them at all. I just I can't put any faith in them. Although, um, I mean, they're not going to win the game. They could cover because of the Ravens' struggles. But that, that would say more about really the Ravens than it does the Broncos being good or anything. But I don't think Lamar's getting enough heat. You know, for a guy that bet on himself in a big way and gets a lot of praise, and rightfully so because he's been an amazing regular season player, has not been an amazing regular season player this year. And I know everyone wants to, to blame Greg Roman and celebrate the fact that Greg Roman might be getting hired at Stanford or whatever, <laughs> and that's fine. But, like, it's hard for me to put like for, for people to be like wow the ravens draft so smart wow the ravens um are they're so analytical harbaugh one of the best co- coaches in the nfl and then like say all those good things about the ravens and how smart they are and then act like they just employ this total dunce of an idiot offensive coordinator who doesn't know what he's doing and like you know what i mean how do you reconcile that so i think you have to put some of this blame on lamar for a player who has in his last eight games one more touchdown than he has total turnovers. He has eight touchdowns between seven passing, one rushing, and he has five interceptions and two lost fumbles. He has an 80.8 pass rating. Last eight games. I'm sorry. Like, I know he doesn't – I'm not saying he needs to be the MVP. I know his situation isn't perfect with what he's working with, but he, he can be reasonably expected to be better than what he is right now. And that's just really bad. It's really uh, disheartening. I think if you're, you're, you know, in the Ravens spot and I just, I wonder what it says, you know, about his future. I still think they're probably going to, you know, tag him after this year, but I don't think they're like lining up to give this guy a fully guaranteed contract uh, after this season, especially if this all results in another disappointing playoff, uh exit which you know it could because as you just said rj they might not even win the afc north i do think it's kind of crazy that we're talking like oh they're struggling so much blah 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 they're seven and four they're seven and four and their losses have come that doesn't tell the whole story well hold on their losses have come against miami we think miami's pretty good right they lost to buffalo we think buffalo is pretty good they lost to the giants that's really bad that's not a good but the giants do have a good record yeah but they're not good and they and barely lost to Miami. They blew that lead to your just to your add to your point. It was a bad loss. I agree. Right. I mean, they had a huge, massive lead. And then they lost to Jacksonville. That's not a so okay. At worst, you could say two of their losses are bad. That's like the harshest thing you can say about them. And I agree. Lamar needs to be better. He has to be better. 
I do put a lot of it on Greg Roman. I have seen Greg Roman's offense up close and personal when he was in San Francisco. I am telling you, if Stanford is serious about that, Lamar should drive him to the airport. I'm sorry, man. I put more of it on the offensive system than I do Lamar, but Lamar is not blameless. I agree. That said, I'm taking the points in this one. I just don't have faith in Baltimore to win by that many points. I just can't do it. Sorry. I like points. I will take the points. Next up, Jags at Lions. Lions only getting a point, RJ. Look, I'm I'm interested in what the Jaguars are doing. Trevor Lawrence is kind of rubbing it in your face, Dan. Oh, you didn't believe me. You thought I should take all this heat. I Look at me. Look at me. Look, I'm moving. Um, I'm taking the Lions. I, I just I trust them a little bit more. Um, like they have finally become what like everyone has treated them as. You know what I mean? This like spunky, plucky, cute little team that can kind of go toe to toe. Um, I don't believe in the idea of moral wins, but if there was a moral win, it was certainly what they earned against the Bills last week on Thanksgiving Day. Um, I just kind of like their odds. I think they'll rough and tough up the Jaguars a little bit. I could kind of see this turning into what the Lions-Seahawks game was, like this points palooza uh, because the Lions defense is so bad. And Trevor Lawrence is just kind of like, I don't know that I believe he's finding himself, but I think he's finding more confidence in his game at the NFL level, which is a, a different but valuable thing. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Lions to win, though. I just want to read a quote from Jag- uh, Jaguar safety Andrew Wingert, who said, quote, the stones on that guy. I would die for Doug Peterson. I swear I would run into battle with Doug Peterson. 100%. I love the guy. I love Doug Peterson, too. And why not roll with him once again here? I'll take the Jags because I love Dougie P. And I think Trevor Lawrence, yes, was struggling and did look really bad, but he has been playing better. So maybe, maybe just maybe they can pull off the upset. Or, well, not upset because they're yeah. favored by one, but whatever. Yeah. I pick him. Jacksonville became the 30th team since 2000 facing the situation on their final drive, which was down seven with two minutes to go in regulation. They are the first of those 30 teams to win in regulation and only the third team to win the game at all. That's pretty friggin' amazing. Even though I'm still down on the Jags, I still don't think that Trevor Lawrence quote unquote has arrived. We just spent all this time talking about how shaky the Ravens are yet. Now we want to give, Trevor Lawrence, all his credit for beating that team. That doesn't make sense to me. He's playing well, though. He's playing okay. He's playing okay. Hmm. That's unfair. How many quarter? We don't have to get it. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Jimmy G? (laughs) But that says more about Jimmy Garoppolo than Trevor Lawrence, I think. No, it doesn't. I also. Who did you pick? I don't know, honestly, because Trevor Lawrence turns the ball over. Who led the league in interceptions last year? Trevor Lawrence. You have to make a pick. Pick someone. I guess, Jimmy, but it's I don't feel great <laughs> about it. Oh, my gosh. What a bad episode right. for you. Anyway. Uh, I'll take the Lions in this one. They're at home. I'm still got to see it with the Jags. Sorry, I don't believe it. Next up, Packers and Bears. Bears are getting three and a half points. Looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Looks like Justin Fields is going to play. At least that makes it a little more interesting BLG, does Aaron Rodgers still own the Bears? Mm, man, I don't know. Um, I think the Bears are, are down in a bad way. Although, we just saw what Jalen Hurts did to this Packers defense. And if Justin Fields is playing and he can run around like that, he's going to be able to run for a lot of yards. So I'll actually I'll actually take Justin Fields in the points here. Because I, I, I don't feel amazing about the Bears, but I also don't feel good about the Packers. I will take the Packers because this is Aaron's Oh, you think Jordan Love is good? 
game you know what i mean like this is this is this is aaron's like you really think there's there's a human on this earth better at this than i am um so um yeah this is and like this will be like the lamest aaron Rodgers flex of all time because he will do the i own you thing to the bears um in chicago and it will be like (laughs) dude y'all suck so uh but i'm taking the bears i'll eat the points i'm sorry the packers i think i'm gonna take the bears in this one i just if aaron Rodgers really has a rib injury like those injuries are freaking painful man he could take one shot in this game in the first quarter and be right back in the situation he was last week where he said essentially like i couldn't move out there if that injury is as bad as as that even though he gets a pain shot i don't know i just think that fields is going to be able to move around i will take the bears plus i get the three and a half points last game of the early slate steelers at falcons falcons are giving a point to the pittsburgh steelers blg the falcons are just elite losers they're so good at lo- <laughs> they are they're so good at losing like it's it's honestly kind of impressive how bad uh like if you're a masochist like the falcons are the team for you because they just they maximize the pain in their losses too like no team they're like the, if anti-clutch is a thing like they're the ultimate anti-clutch team they're they're elite at snatching defeat from the jaws of victory i cannot in any way put good faith in them uh the steelers are they great no they're not amazing but like there's some level of stability there where the Falcons are just, they're not worth betting on. Like, I feel like you're just going to feel like a dummy. If if the Falcons blow it, are you going to feel like that was a good bet? No, you're going to feel like a fool. <laughs> they let you down once again. Of course they did. So I will take the Steelers with the point. After the Falcons lost last week, I tweeted something like the Falcons just like, I don't remember what it was, but it was about like the horrible loss, how they found a way, how they're so good at it, whatever. Um, Steve Weiss, who's an Atlanta guy, retweeted it. So I had all these like Atlanta fans responding and every single one of them was like, this is what we do. Like, is this your first Falcons game? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is this is the Falcons way, like whatever, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't I, it, I don't know when that ends, if that ever ends. But they've changed um, GM, they changed quarterback, they changed, it doesn't matter. Change uniforms, change stadiums. Uniforms. I mean, it like, doesn't it's, matter. Um, it's um, it's just it's tough scene. Um, I will take the Steelers, although I don't feel great about it. Like I'm, I'm not like pumped about the Steelers, but I, I will take them. You're not taking the Steelers. You're picking against the Falcons, which is right. exactly where I am too. Yet somehow Atlanta is a half game out of the division lead because the entire NFC South is a mess. I don't care. I'm taking the Steelers. Let's get to the late games, and we got some good late games. Starting with the one in San Francisco, Dolphins 49ers. 49ers giving four points. It looks like Christian McCaffrey is going to play. Eric Armstead's coming back from the Niners for the first time since week four, but Debo Samuel probably won't play BLG. Mm. I think it would be off-brand for me to not take the Dolphins. I know the 49ers defense has been really good, and I'm a big D'Amico Ryan's guy. It's four straight uh, second halves of shutout play. Obviously, they shut out the Saints entirely the whole game last week. So I know it's hard to go against that 49ers defense right now. But I've been riding the Dolphins all year, and they haven't let me down, haven't lost a game when Tua has started and finished healthy, um, except for being pulled for obvious reasons because they're up by so many points. So I will take the Dolphins here because uh, it's what I've been doing all year, and they're getting points. Um, But uh, I do think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's kind of a coin flip game. I think the Dolphins are kind of the Chiefs light, um, L-I-T-E, right? Like, I think they're they're a light version of the Chiefs in, in that they can score at will when they're cooking. Um, obviously not cooking as often as the Chiefs are, but uh, we saw how the Chiefs kind of manhandled the 49ers in stats. I mean, the Niners might have the best defense in the NFL. At the very worst, it's top two. Um, but they, they don't have the offense to go shot for shot with the Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins will break through at a certain point, and I just don't see how San Francisco can kind of 
race with them and run. Like literally, nobody can run with them. Nobody can run with with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Tua is dealing right now. I mean, Tua has never like okay, cool. The Niners haven't lost a second half point. Tua hasn't lost. He hasn't lost a game that he has started and finished. Um, so I will take the Dolphins, especially if I'm getting points, like Brandon said. The Dolphins have the 40, the offense that the 49ers think that they should have, right? We all think the 49ers offense should be better considering they have Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey and all these guys, yet they score just 22 points a game. So that is incredibly frustrating. If they're, if the Niners are going to win, that defense is going to have to hold Miami down. I know the Chiefs game was a bad game for the Niners, but the halftime of that game was 14-13 Chiefs. It was really two bad quarters by the 49ers defense that they've had all year. The Niners have to get pressure on Tua. He's been throwing in 2.5 seconds, which is the sixth fastest time in the league. But both starting tackles for Miami could be out of this game. Mm. That could be a huge, huge factor. I'm taking the 49ers and giving the points only with my heart. The smart play is to take the Dolphins and the points. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Let's be honest. I've made a lot of dumb picks this year. Why stop now? Uh, but I think that the whole Shanahan McDaniel aspect of this game is totally overblown. I've been telling all Niners fans, this is the least important game they're going to play in the next month. Who cares if Mike McDaniel beats Kyle Shanahan? He's in the AFC. The Niners need to worry about the NFC. So I hope they win this game, but even if they don't, I'm not going to go too crazy over it. Or too crazy. Okay. It will also tug at the insecurity. Like we let Mike McDaniel leave. That's why it will hurt. I do well, think- I mean, you the line's a little them. the line's a little fishy though. Like, I mean, I, I think it's tough to take the dolphins. It seems like they're dolphins. Yeah, because it's you know, exactly. But it's like I don't know. It just seems like a lot of points to be giving to the dolphins. But it started at three and a half. Yeah. It opened at three and a half, which is kind of surprising. So I totally get everybody that's taking the dolphins in the points. We'll see if the Niners defense can really hold up. Chiefs in Cincinnati, the Bengals are getting one and a half points. And I, I can't remember which one of you said it. I think it was you, RJ. Cincinnati, they made a second half run last year and they seem to be getting it together a little bit. I very much believe in Cincinnati. I'm very upset that I said that I believe in the Chargers more than them a few weeks ago. Um, That was stupid Mm. of me. Um, The Bengals are very good. Joe Burrow is very good. Getting Jamar Chase back, a big deal. In fact, they were able to win without him last week and and kind of, you know, get that luxury week for, for Jamar to get completely and totally right. Huge, huge, huge deal. But this is a this is an fu game for the Chiefs. This is a you cost us a trip to the Super Bowl. And if there's a team that is when they're locked into that mode that I do not want to see, it is the Chiefs. And so this, I, I think the the Bengals get blasted here. Like I, I really do. Wow. But but I don't think that that's that should not be cause for concern. It should not be anything like that. I think the Chiefs have just spent an entire year waiting for a moment to to get revenge. And again, when when they're in that level, nobody can touch them. Big game for the MVP uh, conversation because if Burrow beats Mahomes, like then, you know, he's going to insert himself further uh, up there, back in there, obviously from the standpoint of advancing in the AFC North too. Um, Yeah, so I can't give the Bengals the full benefit of the doubt right now. I think the Chiefs have earned more of that. Patrick Mahomes, some would say, refuses to lose. So I'm going to take the Chiefs here, but I do think the Bengals can win, um, but I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I think Cincinnati has shown they can win by beating the Chiefs. So clearly, it was a they huge hurt. collapse like that. I, I could. We don't. We don't bag on the Chiefs enough for losing the AFC Championship game. They blew a huge lead. It wasn't twenty to three, specifically but it was close. too. Like yeah. Mahomes at the end was so bad. Okay, but like 
Cincinnati still had to score points to come back and win. It's not like the Chiefs had four fumbles in the end zone that Cincinnati recovered I to know, come back and win. I'm just saying it wasn't like a, a perfect level of execution from the, the Bengals. Like it's like like we said, we can't give the Vikings all the credit in the world for overcoming the 17-point deficit against the Bills. If you fall into the deficit, you deserve criticism for falling into the deficit, which the Bengals did. Yeah, but then they came back and won the game. So clearly they've shown they can beat them. That said, you guys said it. When the Chiefs are at their best, there is nobody that gets to that level. And they have all the motivation in the world. And as Steven Serdar, producer from Arrowhead Pride, mentioned before the show, like this is the last hard game the Chiefs have for the rest of the season. They know if they win this game, they can basically win out, get the number one seed, get the bye in the AFC, which, of course, you know, everybody's going to want. So Chiefs are going to handle their business this week against Cincinnati. Go to the or stay in the AFC West, I should say. Chargers and Raiders. The Raiders are giving a point. BLG. Um, I don't know. I I don't really know. <laughs> I'll take the Chargers. I don't even. I don't feel. Will good it about end it. on a walk off play like the last two have for the Raiders? <sighs> no, it won't. I think um, Dicker the kicker makes a game winning field goal at the end. Uh, this is going to be my. I, hey, I've been good at RJ shaking his head, but I've been good at predicting uh, kicking things this week. I correctly <laughs> predicted the USA uh, Iran score. That's right. One uh, zero, but before it happened that day, a couple hours before it happened on the NFC's mixtape. So uh, I will stick with that. Stick with the kick, and Cameron Dicker makes the kick to give the Chargers the one point upset. I already laid my thoughts out in my lock. I think the Raiders win. Um, oh, well, I already talked about it. But <laughs> there you go. If the Chargers are going to like do anything this year and be anything close to the team we thought, like you got to win this game. The Raiders are—I know they've won the last two, but they really have looked awful before that. Like, just show, try to reward some of us that have stuck it out with you, Chargers. Can you do that, please? So I'm going to go one more time. I'll take the Chargers in this one again. That's probably more with my heart than my head but I will take LA last of the late game Seahawks and Rams. I've already given my thoughts. The Rams are getting seven points. RJ. The Rams stink and nobody wants to criticize Sean McVay for it. And I said this, um, I don't remember where this week, I think it was with Brandon on the mixtape, but like, the the Sean McVay helmet thing, like first of all, thankfully he's all right and not in, in four drilled health. on the sidelines last week. But again, like the story becomes like the funniness of that moment as opposed to like how bad they are. Like, do I, I don't want to criticize or like point fingers at it, but like the shutting down Aaron Donald thing, like, do we think he plays another game? Does anybody does anybody think Aaron Donald's playing another game? Like that that's just like a we suck sort of thing. Um, and that's smart. Like, I don't have a problem with that, but um I don't I don't want to accuse them of doing anything. But yeah, the the Seahawks. We need to see you bounce back. Kind of like you said, stats like, okay, Chargers, you're going to be a real team. Okay, Seahawks, go win this game. Go cover. Like, like, proved, flex your muscle, yeah. dominate, have some fun. Um, Seahawks, Seahawks win easily. Yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. Zap. Just because I, I don't want to hear more. I already about this beat game. the Zap. But I don't want to hear. Well, you picked. I don't want to hear more about this game. So I do think that, like, we all like think, oh, the Seahawks, they're a pretty good team. Like, no, they're six and five, right? They lose this this game and they're at 500. All of a sudden, like, they're not the really good team we thought. They've lost a lot of games since then. So we'll see what happens. They hate Pirates. They've lost to them back to back games. <laughs> the Buccaneers Sun- and the Raiders. <laughs> Sunday night football. Colts in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. RJ, we'll start with you. Cowboys are giving 10 and a half points. That is a large number. It was all the way up to 11 and a half at one point. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, and I want to say, uh, I wrote about this too, huge unfair thing happening in this game. Cowboys coming off the Thursday Thanksgiving Day game, which was at home, and hosting this game, hosting the Colts who are coming off of Monday night football. How? Why? Like, why is that happening? That should not happen in the NFL. You should not put one team at an obvious disadvantage like that. Um, and a lot of Cowboys fans are like, so what? We get we get wronged all the time. No, like, it's okay. You can call, you know, something fair when it's fair and unfair when it's unfair. Um, that being said, I don't see how the Colts win this game. They might cover. Like, there's a lot of points. Um, you know what I mean? Like, maybe you get some sort of backdoor thing like the Giants had last week. Um, so I'm fine if you want to take the points. Um, I'll take the points. But, I mean, man, um, D- Dallas should win easily. And uh, there are a lot of people really worried that the next three games have trap game potential for the Cowboys. Colts at home, Texans at home, on the road at Jacksonville. Their first trip to Jacksonville since 2006 because they went to London um, in 2014. Um, that This is your chance. If you're the Cowboys, this is what you want. You want you want three cupcake games with Minnesota maybe going to lose in the process. Philadelphia maybe going to lose. They got the Titans on Sunday, the Giants, the Bears. Like This is your chance. Take care of your easy business and hope you get the help you need. Yeah, I think there's a chance the Colts can cover um... – Really good interior defensive line for Spuckner in there. Um, that I think, you know, they can kind of shut down Pollard and uh, Zeke a bit and force uh, Dak to pass a lot. Maybe there's a turnover in there. So I, I do think they can cover. Colts are allowing just 19.3 offensive points per game this season, um, but I don't think they can win. So I will take the I'll take the Colts to cover, but the Cowboys win. This is the game where Micah Parsons can sew up the Defensive Player of the Year award. Sunday Night Football. Everyone's going to be well. I don't know how this game is still in Sunday Night Football. It's absurd. Because it's with, the Dallas Cowboys. With the other games on the schedule that they did not flex another game in. It's pathetic. What would you Have move seen, there? And you Niners, Dolphins, you could move there. I think you could no. move Chiefs. The Dolphins. the Dolphins already get moved to next week. You're going to back-to-back Sunday Night Football. the Chiefs have already been moved, too. Yeah. We, how football. many times have the Broncos played in primetime back-to-back this year? It happens, okay? This game is going to be over by halftime. I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm mm. giving the points. Micah Parsons is probably going to have a strip sack fumble. I'm telling you, he could lock up defensive player of the year in this one. It's just it's On that note, be... Stats, Micah has only had games with multiple sacks. He hasn't had a single game with one sack this year. So it's either been two or none. Um, not two, mm-hmm. but two or none. It's not, just or, an, an, not an, two and none. Right, right. It's just an interesting coincidence. So if I had to, if we laid that prop out, I don't have odds on it. But to, to both of you, do you think it's more likely Micah has two sacks or zero sacks in this game? I'm going to say he has one. Two. Okay. But you're right, Stats. Like, it's that time of year with everybody watching. And you, he could have, like, four sacks. You know what I mean, right? Like, the Colts are that yep. bad. Matt Ryan's that slow. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he could really – and he could overtake. I don't, I don't know that Matt Judon had a sack last night. Does anybody know off the top of their head? Um, uh, Michael, Michael was one back of Judon um, entering this week. Um, so I mean, and let's could, be honest. Nobody wants Matthew Judon to win defensive player of the year. I'm just like, saying he, he, could, he could end the week as the NFL sack leader, which is a big part of the narrative of that award. He did yeah, not. He, Judon did not have one last night. So he Correct. just he, if he gets the two, then he's the a barring old crazy week from Nick Bosa or something like that. He's the sack leader entering week 14. And Monday Night Football Saints at Buccaneers, RJ. No analysis, just a pick. The Saints will win and open the door for the Panthers to win the NFC South. <laughs> this is a big game to for the Bucks to clinch the NFC South and they will win it and help the Eagles get a better pick from the Saints. Saints usually play well against Brady. I think they do again. I'll take the points. And you know what? I'll call for the straight up upset. 
Saints on Monday Night Football. Wow. That's going to do it for this edition of the SB Nation NFL show. Please continue. Rate, review, follow everything we have going on. If you leave a review on the show, we will read it. Grogu making an appearance on the program. If you're watching on the stream, RJ. Shout out to all the people who tagged us in their Spotify wrapped on Twitter and Instagram who have the SB yes. Nation NFL show or blogging the boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Niners Nation. It is so cool to see people uh, sharing that, how much you listen to us. It really it means a lot, not just to our bosses and the people that employ us, but to us and our hearts and our spirits. Yeah, so keep doing it if you didn't already. We'd love to see it. It is always appreciated. We promise to continue to try and earn your time. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. All right, come with me.